Hey everyone, welcome back to Hit Points. I'm Emily Rose Jacobson, and I just want to say thank you to everyone who has left us a review and a rating so far uh, for Hit Points. If you're loving what you're listening to, we would appreciate it so much if you leave a review, if you give us a rating on your favorite podcast platform that will really help this show really take off, and we want to hear from you what you love about the show. And of course, feel free to send us any questions or comments at all to refillyourhitpoints at gmail.com. And so, you know what? Let's go ahead and refill your hit points. Welcome back, everyone. As I said earlier, my name is Emily Rose Jacobson, and I'm here at the table, joined by my fabulous, amazing video game co-hosts, oh. Matt Acevedo and Naeem Stewart. What up? Yo, yo, yo. 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 We're back at that. it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're getting comfortable. You're just warming up your vocals. Yeah. yeah. Me, 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 me. I don't know. That, 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 was actually, that? that was really oh, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dang. You have a nice, full voice. You I got did. a good voice, Naeem. Oh, yeah. stop, please. Wow. You want to join my acapella group? Oh, we do just video game songs. It's real fun. Like, like that. What's that guy on YouTube that he does a retro? What's his name? Oh, Cream Agree, whatever. He has long hair. He has a black hat. It's 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 Cream Agree. It's something McGree. Uh huh. But I know we're talking about. But that's not just acapella. He adds like sounds. We would just be acapella. Okay. Well, that's fine either, right? I'll consider it. Sweet. How about that? Yeah. We'll we'll be called Sound Bites. Perfect. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so back to our podcast. Uh, what video games have you guys been playing this week? What games have y'all been playing? Ooh, uh, we go first. All right. So uh, uh, the big one, which we're going to talk about later, is Super Mario Maker Two. And I just mm-hmm. just to give you a little teaser, it's phenomenal, and I can't wait to break it down. But I've also been playing uh, my friend uh, my na- my friend Pedro um, from yeah. Devolver Digital, and that game is bonkers and also extremely streaming hard it's a really fun indie game where you're a, a hitman who sees a talking banana and the banana is like you're conscious and like talks to you about and you just have to go in and kill a bunch of mafia dudes uh and it's really fun you, you can it allows you to do like slow motion and do a bunch of action flips and and it's the controls are take a minute to get used to and the game is really difficult but it's a lot of fun if you're looking for a good indie plat uh indie uh, shoot 'em up Ooh yeah yeah it's real real fun I have been playing, you know, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Crash Nitro <laughs> Kart. I actually 100% in it on the oh, PS4. Congratulations. On Adventure yes. Mode. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get the Platinum Trophy yeah. on uh, the game. So it's going to take me. I got to go go through Nitrous Oxide's time trials. And I forget his name. Other one. Uh, he's another time trial guy. But it's really hard. Um, so I'm going through that. And I also beat it on the Switch version. So... That's all I've been playing so far. Come at me. I, also, uh, I've also been playing um, Octopath Traveler. I, yes. I, I really wanted a, a JRPG game to try out. And uh, Matt, you know, he advised trying out Octopath Traveler. Yeah. So it's, it's, I'm still diving into it. I don't have a full opinion on it yet, but mm-hmm. I'll probably have one next week or something like that. So. We'll see, see. Nice. I, I love Octopath. My, my, like the, the thing I think you're going to discover is that I wish there was more interaction within the party. Like there was mm-hmm. a little more justification as why these people are partying together. But you see vignettes and stories of each individual character's like life, and that's really fun. But mm-hmm. I just wish there was like a little more of like, like ah, you know, uh, Primrose, like join our party. I don't know. Yeah. A little yeah. more interaction like that. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's still a great game. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Uh, I've just been replaying The Sims. Uh, Max has had a Ma Max's and EA had a very very big sale mm. for all the Sims packs. Three, or four, four. Because oh, okay. I speculated that five was gonna, we were going to get an announcement for five. We did not. We mm. just got uh, an announcement of the new Island Living pack mm. that now has mermaids and you can walk seamlessly into the water yeah. for the first time, which is pretty impressive. But um, they had a huge post E3 sale, and so I picked up a few of the packs that I'd been wanting to get. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. got I got the seasons because I was like, oh, I want to play with that. And then I got Get Famous just to see like what this was about because you could become a sit you can become a sim influencer. You can take acting gigs where you also uh, sell oh products and you dress up in costume. And so I'm playing oh. with that right now and the oh. fame the fame stuff is so funny because you can start becoming a famous person just by going on social media for your sim. You know, it's so sick and I love it. So it reminds me of Herb Sins of the City <laughs> and I know we talked about that before, yeah, but yeah, Herb yeah. Sins of the City is such a great sims game and that reminds me of it. Wait, so can you be a streamer by chance? Because it's, it's influence. What kind, is it like different types of influencers? I think, or? well, it's like you can either become, you can become like a big social media person or mm. you can become like an actor kind of influence. You just, who just has influence. I think you don't, I think, oh, actually, there's actually, like, these fame paths. I'm still exploring it. Yeah. But um, you get fame points for how much, how famous you are. Uh. And you can distribute this, essentially, like a skill tree. Right. Uh, you can s distribute these points on your fame chart. And there's, like, one path that says, essentially, um, if you keep putting it, all your tokens in one path, it's essentially, you can get any job at any time because you're famous. So you're so well-renowned for being so talented mm -hmm. that you can literally apply for any sim job and you will get it at that level. You don't oh, have to start okay. from the base of a level and go up. So all of a sudden, if you're like, oh, I'm an actor, but now I want to be an astronaut, the, uh, you can be like, I just want to, I want to be a level six astronaut right now. And they'll be like, okay, you're famous enough. Um, <laughs> but there is, but there is, but there is one level that is, um, you get free stuff all the time and you partner with businesses and you become, yeah, that's a, there, you do become an influencer. It's not like a career path, uh, but it's like this skill tree perk you can get kind of okay. in the fame. That seems pretty yeah. accurate. Okay. It's not yeah. really a career path yeah. in real life, yeah. but it does get you free <laughs> coffee every now and then. You and know? then you can become like, you can become um, a really good famous person and you get certain perks from that. Yeah. Uh, and then you get like you can also become a really bad famous person and you get certain perks and stuff from that. Right. Yeah. It's okay. really fun. I'm having I really like The Sims. I've The Sims was like a game I've always played throughout all of time. And so I always will kind of take these periods and I'm so I'm the gamer who's like, oh, new fun games coming out. Awesome. But it's also time for me to replay Bioshock for the 10th time. Uh, yeah. Time to do that. And so I love not only playing new games, but also revisiting old stuff and being like, oh, yeah, I haven't played The Sims in a while. Let me jump in. I like doing that, too. And recently, I also just got back into Xenoblade Chronicles 2, like, deep dive into I need it. to go back and put that thing oh up. I'm God. only halfway through. Like, because where I stopped, and you know, because it came out, another game came out, like, a month later, mm -hmm. and I got really hooked on I can't remember which game, but I was playing Xenoblade. I played it for like 30 hours, and I got to a point on Chapter 3, and I stopped right before this boss fight that I didn't know about, and when I picked it up, like all this stuff happened. I was like, oh, like, I can't believe I stopped right before this, and it got me back into that game. That game was so good, I'm s but it's also very difficult to figure, really figure out how the the combat and how to it's 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 one of those games that's tricky mm. to pick up once again i did yeah. i was a ding dong and did that persona 5 <laughs> i was in the final level of persona 5 and i put it down for three months and i was like well i want to finish persona 5 because my work picked up in between that time and i like picked it up and i'm in like the final level so every all the bosses are really hard because in persona 5 is a similar game you have to like really think okay what kind of type is this enemy? Who are the best people on my team to take down these enemies of yeah. this type, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And all of a sudden I'm playing it. I'm like, oh, 
no, I'm highly, like, is there a previous save I could reload myself back into so I can give myself a little bit more practice before trying to finish this game? Right, I had to do that too. After I kept, not picking I, it up in a long time. I keep, I, I, luckily in Xenoblade, there's not really a penalty for dying, you know, you just kind of respawn or whatever. Uh, but it took me, like, a few fights to figure it out, man. And then I forgot that when you walk in the field, it's kind of like Monster Hunter where you'll be fighting a level 30, which is, like, your level, and then all of a sudden this, this level 80 dragon appears out of nowhere and just, like, one hit that's KOs great. your party. Yeah, that's great. It's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know this this game is like actually a lot of, like rhythm based, and I don't know. I just wish it it it, it was a little more user friendly. But I love it. Once you get into it, mm -hmm. the story is really great. It's so anime. It's a fantastic game, and I can't wait to keep playing that game. Okay. So. Uh, I know you brought up Bioshock mm -hmm. real quick. Uh, I've been watching Tanea play Bioshock for the first time recently. Oh and my it's gosh, been that's a it's joy. been a, it's been a joy so far. <laughs> I gotta get Adam to play Bioshock. Oh, that's, my, that's my dream. Yeah, get him to play because it's just you know what parts are coming, and then you just watching and experience someone that's not played is just like oh my god, it's so it's so good. So I, I've been enjoying her pl uh, play the game so far because she's going through the first, se of course, second one, and then inf Infinite mm -hmm. whenever she reaches it. But it's it's been a real treat watching somebody play. Yeah. What cracks me up? We can dive into this into another Bioshock episode later. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know what? I will save that for whenever we do yeah, a Bioshock yeah. episode <laughs> okay. later. That's fine. That's cool though. Like, you guys like I, like Katie is not a gamer at <laughs> all. She is not a gamer, and she'll try to play games with me, and I, I'm just like I, I try to teach. I try to be like a teacher. Yeah. But she 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 does it to make fun of me or whatever. She'll like not listen to like how to play, and then. She'll just like be like, "Oh, this game's like, like I'm actually doing pretty good." I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, you gotta run in Mario. You have to hold the run button. <laughs> you can't just walk in Mario." <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Like, uh, yeah, but I like playing with her. She likes to troll me a lot. That's good. In yeah. Mario Party, she always targets me just for the like. Well, I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Name gets it. Name targets me too. Um, well, yeah. no, I wasn't gonna say that, but yeah, that, you got that too. Yeah, sure. yeah, <laughs> well, it's it's all for fun. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So let's go ahead and dive into some of the news of the week. A little bit of a light news week, video game-wise. But arguably one of the biggest pieces of news, of course, is dealing with the Pokédex mm. in Pokémon Sword and Pokémon Shield. Man, I just found out about this, and I'm really upset about it. I think that's like, I don't know, it's a, that's a huge thing. It, it, and once again, we have like a great thing from Nintendo, from the Pokemon company, but there's always something. There's always something that's just like, ah. So the whole, the, what was announced is that Pokemon Sword and Shield will be compatible with the brand new Pokemon Home service, which Whoa. is which is all of the new apps, Pokemon Sleep. Uh, do you, what are the other ones, Matt? There was Sleep, Home, home. and uh, that's it, right? It was just Sleep that's and just Home. That's just Sleep and Home, yeah. And those Go. Were, and Go. Mm -hmm. yeah. You put Go in that family. Right. Yeah. So the Pokemon Home services, you'll, those games, uh, all past Pokemon games will be compatible with the Pokemon, or no, these new games will be compatible with the Pokemon Home Service, uh, which allows players to import older monsters to the titles, mm. but players will not be able to transfer every Pokemon over, and future games may not support every monster. Yeah. That is the big... Uh, I'll let you get your opinion out before I get mine. That's the big old news. Well, so, so I, I could see, for me, it's like, yeah, that's a bummer if you wanted to complete your Pokedex, but, you know, and, and and it's like, to have that feature and not have that feels like you're kind of taking away from the audience a little bit. Like, it's like, you can do this, but there's here are these limitations. Um, well, I think it's hard because I think for a long time we've had, we've all the, yeah. every generation has been added to the future, the next game, or right. in some capacity. Yeah. And that you could import your Pokemon from your previous titles to 
your next game and mm -hmm. you could keep building that pokedex and so now for the first time we're being told like oh you're going to be able to finish your pokedex in the game so you're going to get all the uh the new pokemon, the new the pokemon. yeah but the t t uh, what's the region the i forget the oh my gosh i'm Tal talos talos Kalos. i don't know <laughs> we'll I find it. i'll figure it out figure it out look it up but um yeah well, I think too. I think I can be. I can see the devil's advocate advocate side to this. In that, y'all, there are so many Pokemon now. Like there Galar are region. a bunch. The Gala. Galar. Galar. Galar region. Y'all, there are so many Pokemon now. There's a lot of Pokemon. Yeah. And I think this game is pretty big in van in advance. And I feel like there just might be a lot of. Uh, can Naomi can probably speak more to this than than I can. But there might just be a lot of. To import every single Pokemon, to program every single Pokemon, mm -hmm. to allow every single Pokemon to be in the game with their skill sets, with their abilities, with their evolutions. Like, I can see that being a lot of work, especially if you're really trying to flesh out, like, this new region, these new Pokemon, these new experiences. And while I do see, like, I totally agree, I really want to import all of my favorite Pokemon from, yeah, Sun and Moon, from uh, Let's Go Pikachu. I want to import all, like, and from Pokemon Go. I do want to import all of my Pokemon from there, but at the same time, I'm also like, you know what? I will be okay in this in Sword and Shield, just discovering all those Pokemon, capturing all those Pokemon in game, and importing the Pokemon that I can. And you know, to that point too, like it, I think it, uh, people could be disappointed in it, and like hearing it, I was like, that's a bummer. But I don't think I've ever really cared before. I'm like, I'm still gonna just play the game and get all the Pokemon in this region. It's never stopped me from like. I don't know. It, it, this isn't like a deal breaker or anything. I, you know. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, Masuda, who is uh, Junichi Masuda, who is the series producer, he did remark that um, even if a specific Pokemon is not available in Pokemon Sword and Shield, that does not mean it will not appear in future Pokemon games. Yeah. So just because like this Pokemon that are not going to be seen in the next title. Doesn't mean that they're like gone forever. Yeah, these Pokemon still exist, they, like like all Pokemon do, and yeah, they will be appear probably in later games. They'll probably be like a trade off system because I understand there's just so many. Yeah, yeah, the, they're yeah, a lot of fans have to understand this is a business. This is a game company that has spent months, probably years, yeah. developing this, developing this game, and it probably it's a new actual. Uh, system or a new uh, yeah, look to this it, right? thing is crazy. Yeah. It's so like open world right. Pokemon. So they have to understand that there takes a lot of work to to build what's already coming in Pokemon Sword and Shield, and to attack and harass these these uh, people that are working very hard on this game and whatnot is is unfair and it's, it's actually na it's disgusting what it I've been gross, seeing too. online. Um, and I don't blame uh, Masuda for not for not backing down and saying, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll come back and add 700 or whatever amount of Pokemon to this game just to appease you. No, he, they don't have to do that. They're a big, mass, they're a massive company, very successful company, and they're going to do whatever we want, and I don't blame them. Uh, am I disappointed? Yeah, a little bit, but I'm still going to buy it. And so yeah, are all exactly. these fans, they're going to buy the game at the launch day or whatever, the first <laughs> week or whatever, and they're going to give them their money, and it's fine. If you don't, if you don't like it, then just don't buy it. Well, here's I, th I think this, this goes into like a kind of a lar larger conversation that just in general, a, a lot of fandoms nowadays have become like a shout match with like creators. Right. If you shout loud enough, they will, there will be changes. Like you know, Sonic got a change, and like oh, the we overheard great. the story about that. Yeah. Apparently, the producer came in and said, "We're changing the look," and Paramount said. Oh, uh, what? We're changing the <laughs> the director. Sorry, the director came in and said we're changing the look, and the direct and the uh, Paramount was like, 
We're what? We're oh, changing the look? Paramount didn't know? Nope. nope. It was wow. the director's call wow. all of a sudden out of the blue. But yeah, it's, it's so interesting. Well, as bad as that like Sonic look was, like we should not – uh, we should not be in a situation where because of fan outlash people like a big company has to go through a bunch of changes like well, the, the repercussions th- for that and the amount of like you know what i mean like like the company is entitled to do what they're going to do because they you know what i mean i and, don't know and it's all the really petition i think that's it's we're in a very interesting place in fan culture because yeah. yeah with the shouting matches and we also are seeing now all these petitions that are coming out if you if you don't like something you will find a petition for it now an online petition and i i totally understand not liking something i can totally understand uh being disappointed in something maybe it's it's something that's different or maybe it's something that you weren't expecting but you have to i feel like people have to realize there's not just one person behind these choices yeah like there's a bazillion as someone who works for who works in customer service mm-hmm. like it's hard because i essentially also have to kind of be the front man for all of the comments that we get and there's a ton of people behind every single one of these companies like all the pokemon people who develop these games are seeing these comments yeah. all the people who all these poor digital artists who've worked on the sonic film are seeing these comments like this is it isn't just going into a void there's the people who are behind these creations and the people who are the artists the developers the writers the mm-hmm. the the tech the tech people, everyone is seeing this yeah. whenever there's a huge outlash like this. So it's always important to remember that, yeah, you are a fan, and I totally understand your points are valid and your opinions are valid, and it's totally okay to not like something and be frustrated. But, like, when this whole kind of wave kind of meant, or this crowd like mentality kind of takes over it can be a little it can be a little harmful and it cannot be create a positive environment that these fans are like well we want change it's like it's not really creating that you're creating kind of a much more negative environment and uh, you know i think it's this we're in this world now where you get when you're when we're on our phones we're on social media and stuff we get instant gratification from things and if we don't like something we pass by until we see something that gives us instant gratification so there's something that we don't like you know like instead of just we don't have disappointment as much anymore like i feel like people are are we're meant to be disappointed, and I think a lot of people are fighting that. Yeah, they, they feel entitled. Yeah. Or they, they yeah. Yeah. And uh, and if they were to implement, like you said earlier, Emily, if there's a possibility of them implementing these or just putting these Pokemon in uh, a future patch or just a yeah. future DLC or whatever, and that's fine. But if they were to like say, okay, well, we're gonna back down and you know do this, that Ugh. that opens up a big another door, which can be lead to like overtime for them. The, the workers that's working on this game, which can frustrate their families. It, it's a lot of stuff that, that falls into place if they were to just back down and yeah. do and this. When is, when is Game Freak and Pokemon Company going to – they're not going to let us down. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Like they always – They uh, always deliver. Release, yeah, good quality Pokemon, games. Let's so. go Pikachu. It's like – it's so good. Yeah. 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 So right. Just people just stop being shitty. <laughs> you know, stop being shitty to people that are trying to give you something that's entertaining to you, you mm-hmm. know. So it's just it just sucks. Fandoms – could be great, but it also has a dark side, which is what we're experiencing and seeing like right now. Yeah, so. I feel like we're in very much a height of that, and I'm curious yeah. to see within the next couple of years, like what this, what this fan backlash will, if it is going to continue to grow and to continue to become this essentially this very slightly, or I'm gonna say yeah, very negative force. There's gonna be these very negative sides of fandom, or are we gonna start seeing a culture change where it's like, hey, well, I feel like something big is gonna have to happen in order for that to happen. Right. Yeah. The, the only way that you can really affect the companies just don't buy it and then if they see the down scales of their their income then they're going to say okay well we got to do something about it but for now masuda and game freak just keep doing what you're doing you yes know, so yeah you do you game freak yeah 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 well that was great <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh 
<laughs> well, on to our next topic, guys. Another piece of news that came out this week uh, is that Valve has announced their VR headsets, and they announced it for the sale price, the retail price of nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. That's almost. That's essentially a thousand. That's about. That's a thousand. That's about a thousand dollars. That's like a hyper RPG troll. Like it's not quite a thousand, <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, it's a thousand after tax. Yeah. Um. Actually, it's a pretty big tax. Um. So yeah. So this is the Valve Index. It is arguably it is marketing itself as kind of the next biggest uh, VR platform. It is going to work on. Uh, I believe it works on the PC and for mm-hmm. the Steam, uh, VR side of it uh so yeah this uh it's called the valve index it is arguably the next kind of level of vr uh it works for the steam vr platform and it is also partnered with htc on the vive um but yeah so it's supposed to be the most highly advanced it's using the the lighthouse tracking system which is one of the most advanced kind of VR tracking systems. Apparently, everything about this console, everything about this VR headset is really, really high-end, but also it has a lot of hardware with it. That's kind mm-hmm. of the, the negative side, is that it is this very advanced headset, but there is a lot of hardware, especially when we're in a time with... Uh, it's the wired, isn't it? It's wired. Yeah. It's, it's a heavily wired one, yeah. especially when we're in the time of the Oculus Quest, which has just right. come out this year. Uh, fun fact, I actually went in for an audition for the Oculus Quest. <laughs> no I did way. not know it was for the <laughs> Oculus Quest. Uh, I had to put my phone in a basket at the door. I had to sign an NDA, and they came in, and like the whole audition was, we need to see if you look good with the headset on. <laughs> so they put the headset on wow. me, and I didn't know what it was for. I was like, oh, it's just a headset. I was like, okay, well, this must be the new Oculus. They didn't really say anything else about the product, but then I was like, like, uh, we had one at work, and I was like, oh, this is the Oculus that you don't have the wires for. Oh, dang. I saw this thing super early, <laughs> and I had no idea. Um, but I really like the Quest. I have yet to try the Valve uh, mm-hmm. Valve system. I am an owner of the PSVR. I've played on the Vive. I've, I really like the Oculus Quest um, just because there is that freedom. It's really cool because it has cameras in the in the in the front so that's allows it allows it to map your environment mm-hmm. and it's really cool because it actually projects essentially oh, your environment cool. in front of you before you go to like the games menu that's pretty cool and it's a really it's a really compact system and especially if you're someone who's like okay I want a VR setup that isn't restrictive or limiting I highly recommend that one but I also really like my PSVR because I think the PSVR is really really good mm-hmm. not only do I like the VR games there but also it's really fun just to put on my goggles and play Overwatch or play other games and kind of that it just feels like I'm playing them in front of a big movie screen they're right. not all VR made they're not yeah. they don't VR adaptive but it's like okay cool I'm really getting into it's very immersive oh, so you can play Overwatch with the you can play any game. You I can, didn't know you can that. watch. I just certain games. For yeah, it. you can play any game. There's YouTube has VR videos, so mm-hmm. we can do like YouTube VR. Um, yeah, I think, and I honestly, one of the best games on the PS4 VR is the Star Trek Bridge Crew. If you love Star Trek, it is like the perfect uh, Star Trek game that you've been wanting. Where you're like, I just want to sit. Th- I just want to be on the bridge. I want to have a position, and I want to yeah. call this out. That's awesome. The multiplayer is super fun. Uh, I really love that game, and I think they have the Next Generation DLC that they oh, launched wow. a, a last year, I believe, or the year before, and it's super fun. And I love, I love VR. I'm really curious to see where else VR goes. I'm really curious to see, especially what the kind of, yeah, what are the numbers are going to be on this Valve headset, well, or have enough people been like, 
we really want really, really good VR. And are they going to put that money into there? Or is everyone happy with their Oculus, with their HTC Vive, with their PSVR? Right. Uh, even Samsung, even the Samsung yeah. kind of VR with yeah. uh, those phones. I'm really curious to see what this is leading to. Well, What's the the Vive and the, uh, the, the Rift, the Oculus Rift, they're half as much as what this is. And mm -hmm. they're not, I don't think they're tethered to PC, right? I don't, I don't believe so. As opposed to this one is also you only you're tethered, you were tethered. especially mm -hmm. wired to the PC, so oh, yeah. that's that's gonna kind of suck. Yeah, honestly. So they, I think, if it gets cheaper, one as well as it makes like some type of wireless component to yeah. make it more user friendly or, or whatever. I mean, I think that will be probably the first step to uh, you know. I, I think that price is there's uh, that's a thousand so bucks. That's, that's way too high. That's like a <laughs> for a student gimmick, loan. You know, I don't know. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's a student loan payment right there. <laughs> oh, just gosh. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a lot of money that they're going to put. And plus, it, it, there's already cheaper options, like I said, out there. And like Emily said, out there right now. I think the Vive is a, a great piece of hardware. Yeah. I yeah. love the Vive. Yeah. So favorite. right now, the Oculus Rift is at 399 and the HTC Vive is at 499 yeah. Yeah. I have yet to see what the PSVR. I think uh, that's two three hundred dollars yeah. 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 It's good if you have a PS4. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's like, are you someone who spends a lot of time with VR? Mm -hmm. And also, I think, too, the argument is, are we seeing enough companies really continuing to delve into VR? I feel like when VR was first kind of announced uh, on a on a sizable retail scale mm -hmm. about two yeah. or three years ago when you had, yeah, the PSVR was coming out. You had the H when everything was like, yep, you can have VR in your house now. I feel like we had a really big boom in VR games. I feel like from there, there's been some games with, like, VR, like, <laughs> there's... I feel like there's just been games that have also have been like, oh, yeah, we also have missions in VR. Mm -hmm. Like, you have the new Wolfenstein announcements. We've got Wolfenstein Youngblood, and then there's the other Wolfenstein game. Let me look up the title, but essentially it's the VR Wolfenstein. Uh, I know, personally, VR for me is, I'm not, it's just a, a, like a gimmick, like 3D, you know? Don't, I mean, you can tell Adam and Hector that I said that, but you're dead. He's like, what? A gimmick? No. Uh, I, I just, I don't find it, it enhances my experience. To me, it's, I, I've had, I have fun with it, but mm -hmm. to me, what's more engaging is just a really solid game. Like a more, I, I'm more traditional, I guess. I just, I don't need to be in, in literally in a game to really enjoy it. I, it seems more of a hassle than it's worth. Um, and usually the games I feel like don't have much replayability um, unless it's super hot. I love is super hot. Is it Youngblood, by the way? It's uh, so Youngblood is okay. the is the console game, or yeah, yeah right. Youngblood right. is not the console. It's the it's the standard game. It's the right. big game coming out on PC, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and PS4. I yeah. love that Bethesda and Nintendo Switch have this amazing partnership. So now we get all these Bethesda games on yeah. the Switch. But no, this one's called Wolfenstein Cyberpilot. It launches on the PSVR and Steam VR headsets this July. So essentially. You um, over you take over um, this <laughs> big old Nazi uh, Panzerhound uh, and you just destroy okay. everything around you. Well, um, I because like because I really like. I will say this. I my what was it? Was it 2016? I think it was 2016. Yep, that was 2016 E3. Uh, Bethesda had two VR booths with one VR headset inside. One for Doom VR, one for Fallout 4 VR. These were early betas of this game. This year or? 2016. Oh, yeah, they did. So it was yeah, like one, it was in the back, and yep. no one really heard about it I until like the last day. Yep. They only let 40 people in line before they capped the line because it was about a 20-minute, it was like a 30-minute demonstration. Mm -hmm. And um, I got in line, and that's when I met my friend at 2K who kind of hinted that they were working on Bioshock back in 2016. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. Um, but, yeah, I got in, 
And I love I love the Fallout series. I love the Elder Scrolls series. Those are I love Bethesda. I love Arcane. I love all the studios that Bethesda pairs with. Um, and putting on those goggles, and all of a sudden being in front of the Red Rocket Station, and here comes dog meat coming up to you. And I could raise my left hand, and there was the Pip Boy. Oh, that's pretty. Oh, I that's started pretty crying. Cool. Then the, I, I, the, I started crying in that and then game. The, 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 the screen was like <laughs> yeah. the water damage. Like, oh, <laughs> no, no, please, <laughs> you're breaking it. <laughs> <laughs> Your joy has broken our system. <laughs> but no, it was so funny because I played Fallout 4. I've I've done I've done it so many times that I got way past the demo than I was supposed to. And they said, all right, look, turn your head down, close your eyes. We're going to load something into the game for you. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and I knew exactly what they were going to do. I was like, please don't do what I think you're going to do. Because I was right in front of the place where you talked to Preston, Garvey, uh, mm. Preston Harvey. Um, what does he usually say every time that he's like, they made a meme out of that? I forget. I forget what it is. <laughs> but he's like, hello there, or something. It's very generic. Uh, come go, it, come inside. Or go to some checkpoint or something like that. To, I don't know. I don't, I don't oh, yeah. Them. The yeah, exactly. What is it? <laughs> what, it was like somebody. Yeah, another, another settlement <laughs> needs your help. <laughs> Gosh, send me on those quests, yeah. Preston. But um, but so he was up there and he couldn't really go farther in the in the demo. But um, they're like, "Can we load you something in?" So I looked down, I looked back up, and they just put a giant death claw in front of me oh in God. VR, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no!" <laughs> and they also gave up. They also had loaded me up with the nuke launcher, so I was like, "No, no, no, no." And I took off that headset, and there was a camera crew in there that had already been recording me because I'd been losing my mind. Did they use your footage, or I don't know. I never, oh. was m I was never told. Okay. I've been told of other times where my footage has been used for E3, because mm -hmm. um, I just am a very excitable person <laughs> that plays video games at E3, and a lot of people like that. Yeah. Um, but I really like VR. I I'm someone who is even when I did that same year, I did the PSVR for uh, the Psychonauts VR. I think that the Rhombus mm -hmm. of Ruin. Mm -hmm. uh, so good. I was doing Psychonauts, because Psychonauts traditional platformer, uh, third-person perspective. All of a sudden, I'm running around as Raz, and I get to shoot off the psychic abilities from my own person. Like, it isn't like I'm controlling a character. I was like, oh, I'm shooting things on fire by myself. Yeah. That's so great. I love VR. I think VR is super-duper super duper cool and super-duper immersive. Again, it's one of those things where I don't think we're going to ever see it in maybe in the next 10 years take off a lot more. I feel like I'm thinking Ready Player One. Um, if it goes that way, if it goes that go, way, it's, it's probably going to go that way. It's probably going to go that way. It's going to take some time because yeah. it has to become readily accessible. We need to make sure that not, not enough, uh, a lot of people don't get sick. Yeah. And yeah. I think we have to keep building out these systems. Yeah, so you're not like, it's not just a gimmick. It yeah, yeah. It's something that ultimately it's enhances gameplay. Right. But I don't know, man. Like, if you think of VR, like, I just want to kick back and Play some games, man. Like you know, we saw this with the Wii. We saw this with with uh, the Xbox Connect uh, and stuff. Like it's just like I don't like. Oh, cool! I can get up and move. But at the end of the day, I just want to kick it with a beer and play some games on my couch. You know, it, it, uh, it's, it's just an option. If you yeah, I mean, it, like, like I understand yeah. the appeal to it. Yeah. Maybe I'm just old or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna throw out an old thing. <laughs> I'm gonna throw out something. Does anyone here remember the PS2 iToy? Yes, oh my I remember God. I had that. the yeah. iToy, the coconut game. Mm -hmm. yeah. The fucking coconut <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. So, yeah, I th I'm really curious wow. to see uh, what the numbers come back from this from this VR system are. If there is – I haven't really explored the Steam VR, mm -hmm. the, the VR side of Steam, if there is enough on that to really warrant this. Uh, but also, you do you get the games from the – if they're pairing up the HTC Vive, you do get all those games as well. I'm really curious to see, yeah, the more – because we've had, we've had the, the news reviews of it come out. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious to see – the overall consumer reviews and the consumer numbers. And yeah, in the next couple of years, are we, yeah, are we going to keep seeing advances in VR? I think the Oculus, um, 
what was it? I just had the name of it earlier. Give me Dance uh, Dance Quest. Revolution in VR. I mean, that's it's just Dance Dance Revolution. It's just dance. But <laughs> you're moving your head. Into <laughs> it's oh, not. Oh, no, no. DDR is way better than just dance. But that's a, that's a topic that's more for another day. Yeah, DDR. yeah. For yeah. another day. I've yeah. seen. But yeah, the Oculus <laughs> Quest. I think for personally, for me, uh, the Oculus Quest is the future. The wireless. The fact that you can play any VR and mm-hmm. any you can go outside literally and just boot it up yeah. and yeah. play it. And like you can stand in a field and look like. Maybe it's silly, but um, I think it just needs to be more instead of a big clunky thing in your face. Just be more like Google Glasses, for example. Ooh. How it's more like, oh, like clean and not as yeah. bulky. It, they need to get to that point, which some they probably AR, will. Well, that's going to yeah. happen yeah. Some, at yeah. some point. Yeah. That's going to happen. That's going to be more yeah. consumer friendly for the look department. Yeah. So I think it'll go that way, and then more people will probably jump towards it. Yeah. I'm super curious to see. Yeah, what future lies ahead for VR? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Speaking of the future, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's here. It's here. It is here. It is now. Uh, also, Mario <laughs> Maker 2. Send me your friend codes because that's in the future, and I want you to send me your friend codes. But Mario Maker 2 came out this week for the Nintendo Switch. It did. And um, I don't know if you guys have picked it up. I know Naeem hasn't. I don't know if Emily, have you picked it up yet? I have not picked it up yet, no. I Going to this game, like they had a Nintendo Direct for it. Um, just for this game and that that direct I wasn't expecting much from this game I thought it was going to be a rehash of Mario Maker 1 mm-hmm. um, and then seeing the direct I was like oh this looks actually way more interesting if that, but now getting actually hands on with this game I am here to say it is a phenomenal game and a must have for anyone who's ever loved Mario and what makes this game incredible is that they have all the features that was in the original Mario Maker but they added a lot more to it not just to the creation ability um, but to the actual story there's like a story mode which is very simple it's like Oh, like Eraser Dog, Erase Peach's Castle. We gotta build it again. But the uh, the levels you go on these missions. Eraser Dog. Yeah, it's this cute thing they added. It's like I'm this Eraser Dog. Dog. It's really cute. What, what, was there, okay. It's a dog that's that has the body of an eraser and he erases things. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's great? But these levels. <laughs> Our day is ex machina animal. <laughs> <laughs> that's <done> the thing. <laughs> uh, but, th- but this this game is so good if you just play the story alone there's a hundred plus levels that are originally created levels from the developers of mario that they just went you'll never see levels like this in a regular mario game and they just go off the rails it's amazing they're they just have so much fun with it and as someone who's grew up with mario it's such a refreshing change of pace that plays uh, plays a nice homage to the whole franchise entirely mm-hmm. and it includes worlds from uh styles from mario original mario mario bros 3 super mario world uh and uh new super mario bros and Super Mario 3D World. Uh, which, Whoa. Yeah, and 3D World is, it reminded me how incredible that game was and how incredibly underrated it is. So you get the cat so you can like climb up and stuff. But these levels that they make are are so fun. Like there, there, there are challenges for some of them where it's like complete this level without touching the, gr- without jumping and uh, uh, without hitting the ground. Like, so you had to stay planted the whole time. And uh, the way it's designed is so incredible. And there are levels where that are just like, like like puzzles where people set up this giant haunted mansion uh boot castle puzzle where you have to like figure you have three <laughs> items and you have to figure out how to like utilize the items to get to like different areas and the, all the features they add are just so romantic and just i can't recommend it enough i can't uh, i've seen i remember watching the when the first one came out uh on twitch people will play these levels that are created by other people and it's they make these super frustrating levels and and almost unbeatable looking levels and i always thought it was pretty fun to just watch that and mm-hmm. see people try to beat that and when they do beat that it's such a big achievement for them and yeah. just watch everybody around them like oh my god so I, I always 
have like a, a sort of uh, appreciation for just watching people play other yeah. people's uh, content. Same. And did, you, so. did you ever see the one where uh, this gentleman used Super Mario Maker to propose to his wife? No, I didn't oh, see that. That's cool. really cute. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is awesome. so cute. It's all spelled out in coins. It is the cutest thing ever. It's, there's a video of it online. And so, speaking of coins too, though, like if you play the story mode, coins actually have a purpose rather than just getting a level up. Like when you, because you have to get these coins so you could purchase the parts for to start construction on the castle. So every like every coin kind of matters if you want to get the castle completed quickly enough. Um, and I love the evolution of all these toads. Like these toadette is like the chief. They call her the chief in this. Oh my gosh. And she's like the head construction person who's like operating the whole thing and every i love that the toads all have their own distinct personalities like they've been kind of formulating that for for a little bit now but like now it's so distinct i would say like since new super mario bros or even like you know captain toad treasure tracker like there's the sleepy toad there's the toad that's like it's like oh like (laughs) their dialogue is just so funny like we went on break and red toad went missing we uh looking for bricks like Mm. go find them it's such a great game and and i can't even like even like the level design, there's it'll break it down for you. You can go through a tutorial. Like it has step by step levels of making Mario levels that literally teaches you how to design Mario levels. It's incredible. So I I pulled it up on my phone. His name is not Eraser Duck. Oh, what is it? It's Undo Dog. Undo Dog. Oh. <laughs> Undo Dog. And that's it's now cool. one of that's my new cute. favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> I love this thing. I need an eraser of Undo Dog. I need I need Undo Dog plush. I need that in my like life. A I mean, he kind of yeah. looks like Kaiju. You stick a little white. You stick a little white. Uh, or a white triangle. <laughs> or, sorry, not triangle. Gosh, Emily, your shapes. A white. A right. A white rectangle on Kaiju. You made a. You made Undo Dog. <laughs> Uh, guys, Emily, like, like, I, you guys gotta get this. And and I, I found myself choked up on some moments. Like, the first time I saw the Super Mario World uh, level, and I was like, man. And and there's even a point where they, I didn't even think they were gonna do this. They incorporated not there's not Mario Galaxy levels, but there's Mario. The, they added the music, and there's like anti gravity and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and like I there's a, one of the levels is literally a Mario Galaxy level. It's like and you start. It's like da 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 da. I was like, oh, my heart just stopped. It's Question. About Super Mario Sunshine. Oh. Uh, no Sunshine love yet. No Sunshine. I how love would they do? How would they do that though? How would they create? Uh, I think they would have to add like, because uh, what what they do. It's hard. Yeah, I mean Sunshine was Sunshine was a little tricky because it was kind of like mm-hmm. yeah. I think that what they would have to do is um, I mean, same with make Odyssey. It, make same with Odyssey a little bit. Yeah, but what they w- I feel like in order to make a Mario Maker thing, they would just have to add flood. And so it's like platforming, side scroll platforming with flood where you have yeah. to utilize him like your water level yeah. to fly across and like you I know, think yeah, complete. I think yeah, like you said with Super Mario like Galaxy, you just take elements from yeah. these games and add them to them. Like you take Cappy, you take Flood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um I, I can talk about this game for days. I just need to. I'm, I'm curious it. about it now, and it's, it just came out, so it's obviously sixty dollars. But I'm curious about playing it now. So it, it, when you boot it up, is, is it already levels pre-made for you to play, or you could just hop online and play? Both. You know? Okay. And like the start menu, the start screen is a level. Uh-huh. Like before you press start, you can play through a level. It's oh really? So great. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty. That's dope. A, hey, that's some good design. That's yeah, some that's great that's design. Awesome. Actually. Um. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, it's you can jump right into the story mode, and it has. Over a hundred plus levels. Wait, there's a, so there's a story. Okay, I thought it was just you. You'll play 
user-made levels from both the actual company itself as well as people online. I thought it was just so that was like the first one, right? And there was yeah. a builder. Okay. Now they've expi- they've made it like they've gone to with it, and, yeah. and like there's multiplayer capabilities now. You can mm. build levels co-op, and you can play their levels co-op. Yeah, and you can challenge people to play levels at the same time. I think you can have up to four people playing. Yeah, up to four people playing. That's it's pretty cool, dude. I can't like and, and I, I actually might consider getting there's more. new <laughs> items that they added too that could make. Even more Mario platforming things I've never thought I'd see. Like, for example, there's one level that that you can play in story where you can you dr- jump into a dry bone shell and you s- like surf across lava and you have to like use it to es- like to go through this lava. Or you can get one of the blue shelled uh uh you know um critters and you can jump into their head it's not the koopa it's the one that's like in the caves i forgot the name of them um and you could wear it like as a head and you can use it to like headbutt things and stuff like that and i it's just so clever this game is so damn good and there's even new original music like i was literally about to ask about music next the music's (laughs) phenomenal there's new original tracks that feel so right and so they're exactly like mario Uh, and even for like like not just like new modern music it's like new 8-bit music that would be in like the original mario or like in super mario Mario World. Wow. I love this game. I really applaud Nintendo. I really applaud, I feel like, how it's like, especially after like Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, uh-huh. you got Super yeah. Mario World 3D, and now Super Mario Odyssey. It's okay, like, what else can we do with this? I think, I think whoever had the idea to say, what if we gave the fans the ability to create their own levels? Like, so much applause, so much accolades in my from my corner. Like, that is so br- such a brilliant way to take this franchise and mm-hmm. give it back to those who love it so much. Yeah. And give them that creativity and to be like, you create it now. Uh, and it's just created this whole other phenomenon of just, yeah, people going online, playing each other's levels. And the, the levels that you see here, like, you'll, like I, I promise you, you'll never see levels like these in a, a Mario game. Like, just from the story. Obviously, from Mario Maker online, you'll get weird levels. But the story yeah. mode, you'll ne- like, the actual Mario designers, you'll never see levels like this. And they just blew it out of the water. Like, there's so many fun challenges. It's a blast. I'll, I'll definitely look into it because I, you kind of sold it to me, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's awesome. Um, but you know, uh, yeah. But speaking of Mario, guys, like I, I kind of wanted to get pick your brains a little bit before we wrap up here uh, and talk about like what what would you want to see from a future Mario game? Oh uh, gosh. I mean, like, would you want like would you want to see things incorporated from like you know cross. Uh, Put different elements from different games into yes. one, or yeah. Yes, like have you any of you ever played Rayman? The the their I guess not their re- I don't know if they're remakes. It's just the next additions to it, like Rayman Legends. Yeah, or, yeah. They do some really good uh, platforming. On yeah, that, on they those. do. And I would like. I mean, it, it's very similar already to Mario. Rayman pulls from Mario. Uh, Mario pulls from Rayman. Is it very cross? I guess whatever. But uh, I would like, like. Uh, there was like a music edition to uh, Rayman Legends where I could see that on Mario, where you would jump or do an action based on the tone of music that's going on right, right then and there. So it would be cool to see something like that on a Mario game, just yeah. for added fun and whatnot. Uh, I got to think about more. Yeah, <laughs> for me, uh, my favorite game of all time is Super Mario World, and I would die. I would kill for a direct sequel to Super Mario World that isn't Yoshi's Island but like, a, like the plays oh, and yeah. looks just like Super Mario World but you put it in a different region, a different you know island or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just new platforming levels through it. Like, And we got a taste of that in Mario Maker and it was like it made me realize how much more I want of Super Mario World. Is it, it's, is it still the end boss will be Bowser? I don't care. It oh, could okay. be whoever. <laughs> uh, it, it, it could be uh uh, you know, it 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 could be uh, the sword from Legend of Seven Swords. It could be <laughs> Birdo. I don't care. I just want that platforming experience. You yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that is true. They never made a sequel to that. 
No, yeah. and it needs one so yeah. bad. I would yeah. pay sixty dollars for one right now. Yeah. So I absolutely would. So Undo Dog is actually from Mario Paint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm on I'm deep in the Undo Dog uh, uh, wiki, and I'm do I'm deep in the Undo Dog fandom. Did not know he was from Mario Paint. Did you uh, guys ever play Mario th- uh, World? Yeah, I mean uh, the Super 3D Nintendo? World, 3D World. Oh, that was. I didn't play the 3D World. Okay, because that game is also I can't like. If you get a chance, go back and play because that deserves a sequel. And not enough people talked about that game when it came out because it was a, a Wii U thing, and like I feel like no one really picked up a Wii U. Um, but I liked the Wii U. The Wii I liked U it was too. fun. Yeah, it was fun. But um, that game is incredible platforming and deserves another chance. It's so good. Wouldn't they re- release that on a Switch? You know? I would play it. I would buy a remastered. Oh, I, I figured they'll eventually do that because I don't know how much what the numbers were for that game. Yeah. So, um, personally, I would love to see. Um, I'm curious because I feel like Odyssey was so great and Odyssey was so much fun. But I also do have my my big passion. Uh, Super Mario. Yeah, Super Mario Sunshine was the first console game I ever owned because my first yeah. console was the GameCube and that was the game my mom bought with our GameCube. So that game is very very special to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I. I don't know. Maybe maybe not necessarily a sequel. Maybe a sequel. But I feel like you can definitely throw the Isle of Delfino into. Super Mario Odyssey. So if not a sequel to Super Mario Sunshine, give us at a least DLC. the DLC of, I thought of that Delfino too. Isle. And like, let us go back and you get to play with Flood again. Do Flood and Cappy have this kind of antagonistic relationship together? Because Flood was like, well, I'm Mario's original friend. And Cappy's like a little jealous. Or <laughs> what? can you turn yourself into a, a, a peanut person? Like, uh, yeah, can you can you use Cappy to take over a peanut person's body? Uh, Yoshi's back in that game. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much fun stuff. I would love to see what we could do with from the tech from Super Mario Odyssey and just kind of that fun and that design and put it back into Super Mario Sunshine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good, that's man. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. Well, that's, I feel like we talked about so much good <laughs> stuff today. <laughs> yeah. uh, let really us fun. know, let us know what Mario games, like what kind of games you would love to see in the future. What, if you like a sequel or if it's a brand new title or IP or like kind of what are your ideas for these Mario games. And please send your suggestions and your ideas to refill your hit points at gmail.com. And uh, we'll talk about those. If we get any in our inbox, yeah. we'll talk about those at the beginning mm-hmm. of our episode next week, but we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's go around the table and say where everyone can find you at i'm acevedo at the matt acevedo i am naeem stewart at the vicious fool on twitter and i'm emily rose jacobson at frankly underscore emily on twitter sweet so yeah until until next week uh we hope you have a great rest of your week and don't forget to refill your hit points Bye. bye bye